pray for God's kingdom to come, we are expressing faith in a promise God made to King David 3,000 years ago. We are also proclaiming our belief that Jesus, the eternal King of Kings, is surely coming back to establish his kingdom on earth. Hello and welcome to Kingdom Come with Spirit of Truth Fellowship. The lesson for the day with Pastor Rupp is Kingdom Come. Now let us join Pastor Rupp to hear what he has to say. Understanding the Lord's Prayer begins with a covenant God made with David. David wanted to build God a permanent temple since the tent of meeting was too temporary. And God said, Don't build me a permanent house. I'll build you a permanent house, a dynasty that will last forever. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12 and 13, it says, The Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. When your days are over, and you rest with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, who will come from your own body, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. This is the word that God sent to King David through Nathan the prophet. This is an unconditional covenant with David that his dynasty starting with Solomon, would establish a ruling kingdom that lasts forever. This kingdom was a visible, earthly kingdom with a government. This project began quite well with Solomon. But for the rest of the history of the kingdom given to the Jews under David, they have been repeatedly and constantly interrupted, shared, and overruled first by the Babylonians, then the Persians, then the Romans, the British, and these days, the Palestinians. The Jews have not experienced autonomy for any considerable length of time since the days of David and Solomon. But part of being Jewish is to expect that the son of David will come and take the throne once for all forever, literally. The Israelites clung to this promise, which is restated many times in the Old Testament. For example, in Psalm 132, verse 11, the Lord swore an oath to David, a sure oath that he will not revoke. One of your own descendants I will place on your throne. And in in, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6 and 7, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, There will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Again, this is a passage out of 
the prophet Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. And if you were to ask a Jewish rabbi why they don't believe that Jesus was the true Messiah, what they will tell you is this. They will say Jesus could not have been the Messiah because there's still sin on earth. When they read this, the Old Testament passages about Messiah, they do not realize that the kingdom is established in two stages. And actually, if you look at the Old Testament with the knowledge that Jesus actually is the Messiah, you can see it was foretold from the beginning that it would be two stages of the everlasting kingdom that is the covenant God made with David. And then one day an angel told a virgin that the time had arrived. In Luke chapter 1, verse 32 and 33, he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Then, in royal David's city, the son of David was born to Mary. Skip scene to Palm Sunday when Jesus entered Jerusalem on a donkey. The crowd cried out with evident recognition and anticipation, Hosanna to the son of David! Their Roman overlord's days were numbered, and the forever kingdom was about to be reinstated. But then, Jesus died. And with his death, the hope of the Jews died as well. But then he rose. Hallelujah. He is the one to establish God's kingdom permanently on earth. But then he went back to heaven. Oh no, what do we do now? In Acts chapter 1, verse 3 through 8, it describes briefly what Jesus was about what he was doing the 40 days he ministered before returning to heaven. In verse 6 of Acts chapter 1, he says to his, his disciples, ask him, they say, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And shortly thereafter, they were all standing there perplexed as they watched him ascend to heaven. What the Jews didn't realize is that the kingdom comes in two stages. There are prophecies of the Messiah suffering in shame and of him reigning in triumph, of him serving in humility and judging in wrath, of him dying in shame and conquering in glory. Well, how are these reconciled? Simple. There are two comings or two advents. First, Jesus came in humility to serve, to suffer, to die, and to atone. That must be done first. Second, he will come in glory to conquer, to judge, to rule, to reign forever. The two stages to the kingdom come in a specific order. The first stage was a spiritual stage, that was inaugurated by Christ's first coming, and it will be a physical stage that will be established by his second coming. 
the spiritual first, the physical second. But the Jews at the time didn't realize that before the kingdom comes physically, it would already be here spiritually. Remember, Jesus said, the kingdom of hand, the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is at hand. So the reality is this. The kingdom is already here, but also not yet here. We now live in the tension between, which means our faith enables us to experience glimpses of the true and full kingdom of God here on earth as we wait for all things to be restored. As Peter says in Acts chapter 3, verse 21, Jesus must remain in heaven until the time comes for God to restore everything as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. Thank you, Pastor Up, for that enlightening message. When Jesus died on the cross, he won the spiritual war against the enemy of God and his people. With this victory, Jesus established his spiritual kingdom in which all believers have become citizens. When our Lord returns physically, He'll unite his spiritual kingdom and his physical kingdom into one eternal kingdom, fulfilling God's promise to David that his kingdom would have no end. We at Spiritual Fellowship hope that you have enjoyed today's lesson. Thank you for listening, and we pray that you may know the truth and that God's truth truly does set you free. Mm-hmm.